What number is this, John? Episode 53. What? Episode 53! Just because the Blu-ray is late. <laughs> <laughs> You've got John Hughes. <laughs> and Andrew Sandoval. Talking about great news about the Blu-ray, Good Times the Album, and the 50th anniversary tour. More Good Times coming. Let's kick it off. You're listening to Zilch, a monkey's podcast. And welcome to a special episode of Zilch. Today we are joined by John Hughes from Rhino and Andrew Sandoval. Thank you for coming back to the show, gentlemen. Thanks very much for having us back on. Hey, what's up, Zilch Nation? Well, everybody's uh, on pins and needles just waiting to hear what you have to say. So let's first talk about the bad news and the good news kind of thing. People recently got an email, and John, I think you'd like to address that. Yeah, I, you know, it it's one of those things. I know you guys are probably tired of hearing me say this because I say, think I said it a couple episodes ago. It, circumstances beyond our control uh, have forced us to move the Blu-ray yet again, but this is it. And when I say this is it, I mean it. I actually have a uh, printed sample of the box on my desk that I'm looking at right now. We have all the discs have been mastered and have gone to the replication house. The booklet is in production. The sleeves have already been sent to the printer. The delay is because of the last-minute additions of bonus material that Andrew found, uh, which is kind of amazing. We did not want this thing to go out as uh, anyway without missing as many things as we could grab and add. So uh, I will let Andrew talk a little bit about what will be on the uh, bonus disc and some bonus features not necessarily on the bonus disc. Yeah, you know, it's uh, it's been a really interesting journey doing this. Uh, you know, to revisit a project I did 20 years ago, uh, John and I found out why it hadn't been approached in 20 years. Yes. Not only because of the, the, the extensive, expensive cost of doing it, which we discussed in the first uh, episode we did with you, but, but really because of the logistics of, of dealing with a number of different companies and a number of different sources. I mean, uh, the Disc 10 alone is... is uh, is sourced from I don't know how many different licensors. I mean, it's it's not like it was all sitting under one roof. And so, really, to get all that under control and to and to also to look at the quality of everything that we want to do and and to go back and see little bits and pieces that that need fixing up. Um, you know, despite all the expense, we just we needed more time, you know, or we were going to end up putting this thing out, and it was not. It was going to be more criticized. Uh, this thing is, is one for the ages. We we you know. Uh, uh, we're John and I are really, really embarrassed that this is not out now, but we also know that we have to sleep at night as monkeys fans if you weren't getting everything that you expected and then some and some surprises that we're going to talk about now uh, we we would be not doing our job so let's talk a little bit about disc ten it's all chronological as uh as uh most of my productions on on the super deluxes have been yeah. basically we're going to have buttons for all the 
original monkey years, 1965, 66, 67, 68, 69, and 70. And within those years, like 65, you'll, you'll get the monkey's uh, screen tests and the camera tests that were seen on the Criterion uh, release of Head, but you're going to get more. We've got the screen test by Dallas Williams, who is one of the prospective monkeys uh, that didn't make it on. He's, he's going to be on there. And they're, they're also, they're all uncut. We didn't trim them up uh, as much as the, Criterion's, the Criterion ones were. Then the uh, the version of Here Come the Monkeys, the unaired pilot, is just astounding. It's just stunning color-wise. Uh, it's a jaw-dropper. Uh, that took some extra time because of the audio, and also the, the intro screen tests that were provided to us did not match what were the original ones that were on the circulating 16 millimeters. So we had to do some, some extra restoration and, and, uh, and, and sort of putting it back together. And if I could jump in on that. A couple of extra thousand dollars of restoration on the pilot alone. Yes. So that shows you the level of commitment from Rhino on this project that we spent uh, a couple thousand dollars just to restore a pilot on a bonus disc. Yeah, I, I mean, even with the Kellogg's bumpers that that were in the original show, the the uh, that you know uh, were after the opening credits and before the beginning of Act One of each show. Uh, those do those do appear on the regular discs, uh, and we restored those. We restored those, and we did some extra work on those to make them look good. And e even the people at Deluxe said to us, "Why would you want to put any energy into that? They don't know how important all these details are to us." So, so those uh, those bits and pieces are, are there, and so the, the pilot looks amazing. And for 1966, we get into out outtakes from the television show, and uh, we they they are. Uh, there are outtakes from the romps. We've got uh, outtakes from Saturday's Child, uh, Gonna Buy Me a Dog. We've got an unused scene of uh, Davy directing traffic uh, and also the monkeys pushing Davy across the street on a block of ice. <laughs> Things were not used in the show at all. Uh, those are set to the song Can't Get Her Off My Mind. Then I also found um, long, many years ago, we all had the VHS tape with the monkeys clowning around with the monkey mobile and this premiere party that they did for. Uh, Screen Gems, which Screen Gems called their block party, where they had people on the lot and monkeys perform and stuff, was it, it circulated in horrible quality. Um, I finally got original eight millimeter films. Those were the last things that we found, and those were transferred in high def. And so now we at last have bits and pieces of that in perfect quality, or as close to perfect as we're going to get. So that's incredible. With um, going down to the to the premiere of the show. Uh, they did a monkey trip to to uh, uh, San Juan Capistrano, which was named Clarksville. We we not only found lots of footage of that, but we also found audio of them landing in the helicopters, being interviewed on the day, being interviewed after their first public performance, uh, interviewing uh, people who went on the train ride. Um, it's an incredible piece of historic footage. We also found outtakes from the television show Romp for Last Year in Clarksville, which are on uh, this this thing. We've got uh, NBC promos. We've got the theme from the monkeys on Espanol. Los monkeys. Yes. So we get whatever bits and pieces we could find in, in good quality. I mean, we didn't cobble together stuff from old VHS cassettes. We literally, whatever we could find from film, uh, the, the disc 10 is a mixture of standard def and high def because some of the licensors could only provide standard def for us. But most of these new things are, are in high def. We have more Kellogg's commercials. Uh, the color correction on those is astounding. I mean, some of them still look bad, but they're included for the sake of completeness. The Yardley commercial is the real stunner. I mm -hmm. mean, to finally see that with actual color is incredible. We 
We owe a great debt of gratitude to Ed Riley for loaning us his original films. He was a real sweetheart. He, he, he sent them out in just hopes that they would be preserved forever, and, and now they are, and we all get to watch them. We have uh, on this bonus disc, we also have some of the rerun songs um, because the, the edits and the cuts and the rerun songs don't match how they go into the episode. So seamlessly putting them into the episodes was not an option in every case. That being said, on the regular discs, you'll have the option with uh, episode one to play the 1967 audio with different songs of that. And with episode 32, Monkeys on Tour, you'll be able to play the 1969 audio with Steam Engine. That'll be a toggle away on, on that thing, uh, on, on, your, on those individual discs. We've got backstage footage of the Monkeys at the Emmys in color, uh, wow. which has never been seen. We were... Those were a discovery while we were transferring other footage. Somebody said, my dad shot the monkeys at the Emmys. <laughs> Do you think that they would want this footage? And we're like, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so as a special bonus, too, uh, I was looking in my book, and I saw you know, a couple days before the Emmy Awards the track that the monkeys were working on, because uh, the footage was silent, the, the, but the track they were working on was the Door into Summer. So we have a little bit of an unissued backing track for Door into Summer as a bonus uh, audio when you get to watch this uh, clip of of them at the Emmys. We have an unissued promo of the Monkees uh, in London for Randy Scott's Gifts was shown on Top of the Pops. I think that was the first thing we got for this. Yeah. We talked about that a while back. Then we have outtakes from Head. We've got uh, completely different uh, song clips for Corpus Song featuring outtakes from the, sh from the movie. Yeah, and I don't think we talked about how extensive the Head outtakes were last time. I think we just said we had tons of them, so why don't you tell everybody what is specifically on this from head because it's amazing to me yeah yeah the can you dig it is all alternate scenes from the can you dig it uh you know uh harem scene daddy song we have two different clips of daddy song and that's probably the most astounding i mean yeah. we just wa have watched that over and over again it's incredible we did the entire uh davy wearing the black tuxedo with the white backdrop so it doesn't cut between the two uh alternate takes alternate performance uh, and you see the men setting up the room and actually mopping the floor so they get all the footprints <laughs> off. It's incredible. And then, again, we have Daddy's song running again with uh, Davy in the white tuxedo with the black backdrop and alternate performance of that. Uh, What's cool about that is you it's almost all one take. Yes. And you get to see what a pro Davy was and how good he was because there's no there's hardly any cuts, and he does that whole routine with Tony Basil. It's amazing to see it unedited. Yeah, you get to see him and Tony uh, uh, rehearsing a little bit too, some behind-the-scenes stuff. Um, I mean, it's just it's one of the highlights of this disc, I think, and and one of the highlights of Davy's screen career because it was so great. The the its use in Head is so clever. It's it's always an applause getter. I remember watching Head with Davy and everybody applauding him and the look on his face of, of real pride. But you know, it's never been shown unfettered where you could actually see his performance without the gimmick of it going from black to white to white to black. So wow. we finally get to do that. Uh, long title is included as well. Uh, we have other scenes of the party. We have Mike kind of cutting it up there in his throne. <laughs> uh, there's some great stuff that. And then there's a good chunk of about 15 minutes of outtakes from the movie with sound, you know, dialogue. You see Mike's way out of the box, uh, big, big chunks of that. Uh, you see, you see them uh, uh, posing in the mirror, which you know is the big cut of the movie when Mike straightens his tie in the mirror, and then it, it's supposed to go to all all four of them talking. Well, we got uh, we recovered Davy, Peter, and Mickey all going to the mirror to do their speeches. Those are in there. 
amongst a lot of other bits and pieces, uh, the diner scene with other dialogue, uh, some alternate takes. The, those things are kind of in rough quality, as I as I told people five six years ago when I looked at Head. That you know we we did our best with the footage that we had, but there's a good chunk of that. Um, then we get into the thirty three and a third outtakes. Whoever thought we'd be saying outtakes from thirty three and a third? Seriously. Uh, so we have incredible alternate take of Goldilocks sometime. I go ape with the full intro, Mickey scene. That's amazing. Uh, alternate string for my kite. Alternate uh, of uh, Peter's Bach piece, and then the PS de Resistance <laughs> of the whole disc. I think. Yeah, listen to the band for what, like fourteen minutes uh, or something. Almost uh, seventeen with the beginning where he's talking <laughs> to the director. Yeah, it's incredible. I mean, yeah. this is the last ever Monkeys performance of the four of them in the 1960s and the whole thing is captured and we as fans finally get to see them on that day what they were you know the whole thing that was chopped up tremendously for the show I mean because they cut in a whole thing with Buddy Miles so this goes into a whole other jam that we've never heard before it's incredible it's just simply incredible it's amazing and it looks incredible yeah oh that we should talk about that and take a break from uh, the bonus disc for a second. Just talk about how good 33 to 3rd looks now. 33 and a 3rd looks incredible. Our co-producer, Dan Wingate, took it upon himself to make that a special project. And he just basically went through the camera tapes and every available source to upgrade that. And I'm just astonished. Uh, I, I've never seen 33 and a 3rd look like this. It never looked like this one was broadcast. And you not only get that, but you get the, the broadcast version as shown by NBC with the commercials in all its glory. Brought to you by Arrowax. <laughs> so that's an option on there. You also get uh, 33 and a third on Espanol. You get to hear, <laughs> hear that with scary dialogue and other <laughs> other scary, you know, it's all redubbed, so it's it's very interesting. The uh, but We have uh, someone here that's a huge Monkees fan. His name is Steve Woolard, and he was watching the uh, reference disc for 33 and a third yesterday, and he told me, which astounded me, you know, John, I saw this live when it was on NBC in 1969, and I was like, "Really?" He says, "Yeah, it didn't look like this. No. This looks amazing." Yeah, it looks incredible. I mean, Dan is a is a fantastic TV researcher, and we set him loose on this particular, especially, and he really made it his uh, pet project. It took a long time to put this together, so I mean, we we really put a lot of effort into every aspect of of the uh, of this. And and Head, for those interested in Head, you know, who didn't buy the Criterion set. You will be getting head with the five one audio and the commentaries from the monkeys that I conducted in 2010, uh, and so you'll you'll be getting that great version of head in the box as well. So back to the bonus disc yeah. you left off at 33 and a third. Yeah, so it, we, the 1969 button you get to see the monkeys on Glenn Campbell doing their medley of Clarksville Believer and Salesman, and then the mimed performance of Teardrop City. You get uh, the monkeys on the Johnny Cash show doing Nine Times Blue. You get clips of them on Laugh-In, uh, Davey performing Someday Man on Music Bag, another you know thing that we never thought we would get to see, which is incredible. Kool-Aid promos, uh -huh. uh, including the amazing uh, long promo that I, I found on 35mm of them in 1970 that's just unbelievable. Then you get a slew of rerun songs, direct from 35mm, all in high def. You get French song, I Never Thought of Peculiar, Midnight Train, uh, do you feel it too? And all alone in the dark, and we have left the original audio on there. It's the it's the mono mixes that have never appeared anywhere else. The real thing, as they were broadcast, they they have distortion and other anomalies, but they're they're not 
you know, just the records put over the films. I mean, that's the thing that we avoided. We Everything is authentic. On yeah, we, and to speak to that a little bit, we could have gone in and recreated the rerun versions like that and Frankenstein something together with the, the, uh, the tapes. But, you know, Andrew, rightly so, didn't want to do that. We wanted to present these because they're unique mixes. They've never been heard anywhere else outside of the original rerun broadcast. So that's why uh, we're limited somewhat, but it's something that people haven't seen since these things aired. Yeah, it's incredible. And we also have the Oh My My promo looking fantastic. I've uh, never seen it look like this. Yeah, color corrected, looks looks really good um, from film source. I hear the guy that directed it's a decent dude. <laughs> That's You heard that in vinyl. You heard yes. that in vinyl. Yeah, that, you know Mickey uh, Ken, he yes. directed the video for Oh My My. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, and again, with Oh My My, we do, uh, unlike the one that you'll see on YouTube with the big thumbprint all over it we didn't we didn't just stick the stereo audio we left the original mono audio for the for the purist i don't know if it's a fold down or an authentic piece <coughs> done for the movie but it's there and it's it's unadulterated and you know it's uh I, that's one thing i hate when you you people have resunk all these old clips with new stereo mixes and then they don't always sync up or they have to change the video to make them match i want this to be really authentic and so we have all authenticity through the disc um one more thing I want to say, and I'm going to actually let John talk. Yeah, good. But, but uh, episode 15 has been a big uh, issue for everybody uh, since the original VHS box came out because of the scene that was censored um, in the 1960s. People had thought that I used a rerun version, that it was, re it was censored for Saturday morning broadcast. What I found in further research was, uh, you know, I, I disputed that uh, vociferously when it came up online because the, the version that we had to work from at the time was one with all of the original primetime commercials in it. In fact, was the source of one of the commercials on our bonus disc. Mm -hmm. um, but what I found out if with further investigation, when we were provided with the original 35 millimeter, which will appear you know, uncut and untrimmed and unblurred, was that Davey actually redubbed all of his audio for the, for the blurred version. So it's totally different. So wow. we felt you'd want to have the blurred version on there as well and so there'll be a button where you can play the censored sequence with the original audio in high def from 35 millimeter uh... as well as the original unexpurgated version that will run yes. on, that looks fantastic so the full barbara eden <laughs> and for those that don't know it is episode fifteen it is too many girls too many girls yes, yes. <laughs> And that's not a euphemism for anything. That's just what they call the episode. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, but no, you know, so these little details that didn't mean anything to anybody else, uh, they were important to John and I and certainly to Dan. We sweated over these details. We knew that you would sweat over them too, and that's why this thing took so long. It could have been easy to make the April date. It really could have been. We could have said, oh, oh well, you know, okay, we got to make this date. We've got numbers to meet. Uh, we've got... We've, we've told people already that this has been delayed, but you know it's a tough decision. And, and to give credit to uh, the senior management here at Rhino, they were willing to to wait and and make sure that uh, Andrew had done and Dan had uh, done this right. So you know a little bit of props to senior management at Rhino, and you know, it, it does pain us to delay it again. It wasn't a decision that was made. Well, I w I would say it. It wasn't a tough decision because we wanted to do it right. right, but it wasn't a decision we took lightly. So we we were concerned about backlash, but we thought, you know what, 
we'll take it. Because in 10, 15 years from now, uh, God willing, we're still here on this earth. We can look at this box and go, yep, we did it. Tremendous responsibility to get to get this done as well as it has been done. Um, can't wait for you to see it. I mean, looking at, I mean, we've been looking at these test discs. We've looked at these shows over and over again. Well, Andrew doesn't know this yet, so I'm going to surprise him too. But next, it's week, my birthday. It's your birthday. <laughs> <laughs> and Chris, that goes for Christmas too. Um, <laughs> we we want to. Um, we're going to kind of uh, put a little olive branch out to the fans next week, and we're going to put up a full. HD episode on the Monkeys YouTube channel next week. Oh, that's fantastic. So wow. everyone can see. It's kind of a, hey, you know, it's it's going to be late, but look what you're waiting for. And uh, Andrew and I, after this call, are going to talk about what episode that is. So I have, a, yeah, I have an idea, but Uh-oh. I want to make sure he's cool with it. Uh, fantastic. I, there's going to be some arm wrestling, I think, is going to be involved in that. <laughs> Thumb wrestling, if nothing else. <laughs> But fantastic. no, I mean, it's, it's uh, the, the packaging looks really nice. The, I'm looking at the lenticular now. Um, so cool, you guys. And, uh, you know, it, it, it looks like the other Super Deluxe Editions. It's going to fit on your shelf next to them. And uh, I think it's something we can all be proud of. I'm, I'm proud of, of, of Rhino and John for standing behind this. I mean, we were talking the other day. They, everybody at Rhino was asking me, why has this been such a difficult project to do? Why couldn't it just have been done? I said, well, here's the problem. In 1995, when we put out this 21 tape, box set, which, by the way, retailed for $400, and yeah. nobody complained yeah. about that. <laughs> you know, we transferred the 35mm films that we could, and we were missing four episodes. And they're, you know, going back and looking at those transfers, I mean, they were good for the time, but it's 21 years later, they don't look anywhere near what these do look like. Right. And when they did the, uh, the the DVD box five years later, the only thing that they really added to it were the commentaries. Um, and that was not my choice, but that was you know kind of where Rhino was at, where they just wanted to repurpose them. From that time on, the same transfers have been used for the last 20 years, and no one has ever attempted to go back and, and fix everything that needed to be fixed. We did that. It just we were ambitious with trying to mount that kind of a project in a year where we were also doing a brand new album with the Monkees, their first in 20 years, and right. having a having a tour, which you know. Is, is really looking at their legacy and a few other surprises still left to go in this year. That, yeah. uh, I don't want to get everybody freaked out, but but we have more surprises to come. Uh, they'll freak out. <laughs> <laughs> they'll freak out. But the but I will say that the, the Blu-ray is is put to bed. We're really it thrilled really by is. it. Uh, it, it you know. It's a lot of, you know, uh, it, and it's not boo-hoo. It's really kind of a point of pride. It was a lot of work. It was a lot of long days for everyone involved, uh, including uh, internal production uh, here, and it's just something that, you know, it's kind of one of those things when you're in the middle of it, you're like, oh my god, when is this going to end? And then once it's over, you you know, you look back, it's kind of like, okay, no one else will get this, but I'm going to say it anyway. It's kind of like doing four years in the army like I did. <laughs> At the time, you're like, why did I do this? What's going on? Oh my god. And then five, ten years later, you look back and go, wow, I can't believe I did that. I'm really proud of that. So this is what I call it my, my second, uh, this is my second, second stint. My this second is, war ribbon. This is second when you tour. over the general's airplane. I did, yeah. <laughs> that didn't really happen. Yeah, did that it? didn't happen. That <laughs> well, didn't happen either. Well, well, first I'd like to say that it's very important that fans realize the amount of time and work that you've put into this, you know, we've we've heard a lot about film restoration over the years, about how some films have totally just disappeared. And had you guys not done this, this stuff could have been lost to the ages. Yeah, correct. Just and in a box, forgotten, or destroyed from emulsification. Exactly. Yeah. Or I whatever. Mean, 
I mean, I was, I was, sta- I mean, I was standing a few blocks away from here in August, wearing the same exact shirt, and <laughs> it was covered in, in, uh, a, you know, emulsion from from monkeys films that I was unpacking, you know, looking for outtakes, and it was so troubling, you know. But at that point, at least I was confident that we were, you know, that was in August, and that was the beginning of this project. We were, I was confident that we finally had the money to do this. I mean, we. It was an astounding investment by Rhino and Sony Pictures. We have such gratitude to give to both parties for yes. coming up with three hundred thousand dollars to make this this project happen for everybody well, and that, to have the monkeys preserved forever. Three hundred thousand dollars. Let me note was just for the transfers. There's <laughs> yeah. more money involved with licensing, right. production, the packaging. publishing alone. Publishing I mean, was amazing. Yeah, expensive. publishing. I mean, you know. To us, like having Steam Engine or you know All Alone in the Dark or these <laughs> other songs is a no-brainer. But to everybody else here at the at the company, I mean, it uh, was my job to walk around and say, "No, this has to happen." When I got puzzled looks, like, "Why do you want this song that was an album track on an on an album that didn't sell and no one knows? Why is, does this have to be on this Blu-ray?" And me uh, walking around going, "It's got to be. Just trust me. Leave me alone." <laughs> So yeah, I mean, it's it's, but it's it's a really amazing assemblage of of, of stuff from this era. I'm I'm really proud of of, uh, of of where we got to with it. We talked about the bonus disc, but we didn't talk about the bonuses that are on the other discs. Right. Yes. So we talked a little about episode 15, too many girls having <coughs> the censor right. sequence. Uh, episode one having an alternate soundtrack. Episode 32 having an alternate soundtrack. All of the commentaries from the previous uh, DVDs have been ported over uh, with. At great expense too, because the uh, the new transfers of the shows have a different runtime. Uh, they're all a little bit longer, and the film transfers are a little bit different. So we had to spend a lot of time getting those to work with the old commentaries. Mm-hmm. We also have new, some new commentaries um, that we recorded, and those are those are on as well. I think we've talked about those a little bit. Um, uh, Kellogg's bumpers. I want to talk about the Donna Lauren one. <laughs> it was. I listened to it the other night. It was really good, though. Don't you think? Yeah, they're they're interesting. These the the old commentaries. I did all the commentaries for this set and for for Head, uh, and for the old box set. But in the old box set, you didn't hear me. On the other right. end, on these new ones, you hear me talking. There's a couple that I did with Gary Strobel that are really fascinating because he's mm-hmm. he's who I look up to is probably the biggest monkeys expert, uh, having started on the path in 1984 with his book and everything. So to sit down and talk talk uh, over an episode with him was, was pr- very interesting. We did two episodes, um, but yeah, you get to hear a little bit more uh, interaction. Yeah, these so kind of fun. And you brought things out of Donna and uh, Rodney Binghamheimer that were great. I mean, again, fifty years the memory fails, but I like hearing the interaction and, the, and then things kind of get stirred up, and that's when Donna started actually remembering. Some interactions with Davey are fascinating to hear. So it's the commentaries are really cool. The new commentaries, yeah, and it's great to revisit the old ones. I mean, I hadn't heard them since I did them originally, and you know, to hear Davey again, I remember the, that day taping those with Davey and and how how excited he was that day, and just what what a great spirits he was, and so it brings back those memories and and Peter and Mickey and and Michael, the two trips I went up to uh, do the commentaries with Michael, which were up in Carmel, mm-hmm. and those were amazing, really revelatory, because he had never gone on record right. before with those. So, so yeah, and, and the head ones, <coughs> I think if anybody hasn't heard the head commentaries, I think those are some of the best interviews I ever did with the monkeys. And, mm-hmm. uh, so it will be incredible for people to, to finally get to hear them outside of the BBS box. My all-time favorite commentary, 
is Mickey on 33 and a third. <laughs> yes. <laughs> if I could just point that out. Yeah, it's a so, trip. So yes. we're going to send an email out uh, next week with okay. the full contents of the box, everything listed, because that's something we haven't been able to do before, and now we can. Wow. It's also going to have a picture of a real live picture, not a mock-up, of the packaging, the full packaging. Fantastic. Uh, so Absolutely look fantastic. for that late next week. Knock on wood. Try and, to get that done. And it's going to be great to have this finally in our hands and in our collections. This is really more than and, a dream come true. Hair. And out of our hair. I don't, I don't have it <laughs> out of my beard. But, in absence of hair. This is actually more than a dream come true. We never thought that anybody, including Rhino, was going to take this as seriously as you guys have. Neither and, did we. And, and, <laughs> and kudos to Rhino and yourselves, gentlemen. Uh, this is going to be something that we'll be able to live with as fans and enjoy for years to come. I think it's just absolutely amazing what you've done. And since we've talked about, quote-unquote, the bad news, which is more stuff... How can that be bad? Let's talk about the uh, good news. Uh, good Times is coming earlier. Good Times is a wrap. Yes. It is completely recorded, mixed, and mastered. It as is, of this morning. As of this morning. It is off to uh, production. Uh, the booklet is uh, going to be done today. And it's just amazing, the reaction. Uh, I went up to uh, Apple and iTunes and Cupertino with Mickey and uh, Nez uh, the day before yesterday and we got to premiere the album for the iTunes Muckety Mucks who are the most jaded people in the music business, trust me they heard this and the best quote was from the guy who runs the alternative music store on iTunes he came up to me and Mickey and he said guys this is actually really good Like, gee, thanks for that backhanded compliment, my friend. Uh, But he was serious. Everyone that has heard this uh, has walked away like, wow, they've really got something here. We played it for uh, everyone at Rhino in an open forum that we have every quarter last night. Um, And immediately after, I had uh, almost like a procession line outside of my office of people coming to me going, can I get the links to that? I'm like, no, I can't share it. I'm not having this thing leak. Absolutely. Uh, but yeah, people really love it. I can tell you it is going to be uh, 13 tracks now. Wow. Yep. Um, Adam Schlesinger, I cannot praise him enough. He did such a great job on this. He brought out things uh, from all three guys that we didn't know were there. Uh, you're going to hear different facets of them, not in. Uh, an attempt to contemporize them? Right, yeah. yeah. But just, it sounds like, it was the goal. We want to make a classic Monkees record that can live in any decade, and goal achieved. Yeah, I think think the most important thing is a Monkees fan, a Monkees listener. I mean, and I think over the years, I paid the most attention to how they made their records and recorded their records and produced them. What, What stuns me about this, I was listening to the album last night, and I'm just... In particular, the Paul Weller and Gallagher oh track God, is, so is, is literally the mind blower of the entire thing because it's the only time that the Monkees have returned to psychedelia. Really, since I mean, I don't know if Shorty Blackwell could be classified as psychedelia, but but really like long form, inventive music. The the album, which what's fascinating about it is it's really like a Monkees album because the Monkees albums 
were a little bit like the Beatles records. I know mm-hmm. the comparison bugs some people, but I'm going to no, use it. It makes sense. The Monkees albums had acoustic folk. They had straight-up pop. They had rock music. They had a little bit of country twang here and there. Some show tune Show tune stuff, singer-songwriter, bubblegum. That was the Monkees. That's why we love them. This album has all those things. I, I think, and, and to be critical, that's what was missing from Pool It and Justice. Those Absolutely. were just straight ahead one contemporary thing for another contemporary thing. This record is is a lot more in the timeless bag, and it's a lot more of a of an album for people who love the monkeys. And uh, just to talk a little bit about some surprises, not to give everything away, but uh, the Noel Gallagher Paul Weller track, the co-write is titled "Birth of an Accidental Hipster." <laughs> <laughs> it's a crazy title, and. And it's probably you're going to know more than I will, Andrew. Is it the first time Mike Nesmith has sung a psychedelic rock song in probably 35 years? Probably since since St. Matthew. I think it's the closest. St. Matthew would be the comparison I I would have of something that's just like crazy, affected voice. And also, I mean, Paul Weller and Noel Gallagher, I'm a huge Paul Weller fan and Noel Gallagher too, they haven't written together really prior to this. Right. So they got together and finished this just for the monkeys. All these songs were not just oh, we're going to repurpose these for the monkeys. These were really songs written for them, and, and it's and, incredible. And they and the monkeys themselves analyzed these songs <laughs> so much, and in a good way. I was Like I said, I was with Nez the day before last, and he was talking about the lyrics to Birth of an Accidental Hipster in a yeah. way that I had not thought of. He was kind of analyzing. He's like, well, you know, you've got these guys. They've got these beards now, and they walk around in the clothes, <laughs> and they don't really know who they are and where they belong in this world, and that's what the song's about. And I went back and looked at the lyrics, and I'm like, damn it, he's right. Yeah, it was funny. I, Michael uh, sent me an email. I, I did a track that's one of the bonuses uh, called Love's What I Want that's written by Very Andy good. I will, I will praise Andrew if he won't praise himself. Excellent. Well, John was kind enough to let me produce uh, a song completely in the original monkey style uh, with with Bobby Hart as sort of my production godfather. I went to him for advice on how to how to arrange to produce a song in the voice and heart style that I've studied all my life. And uh, he came down and played boxed organ on it and just did an incredible job. But Michael, you know, I sent it to Michael and he's, <coughs> he analyzed the lyrics. He's like, this is a really positive message to be putting out to people. It, it's great. I mean, they're all really, really engaged in it. Like Mickey... But Andy Partridge was had a, had a had stumbled on a word, and he was I'm looking for this word. So we sat in the studio, and Mickey came up with the word, which was sorrow, that he wanted to put in there, and that's what he sings. And then and Mickey also contributed a lyric change to the Rivers Cuomo song, "She Makes Me Laugh," <laughs> which I won't spoil that for you because that's coming out. Of, uh, I guess I can reveal this now too. Yes, coming please. out as a digital single the week after next. Yay! It's fantastic. It's it's a fantastic monkey single. So fantastic. Um, you know, this record has been a, a real joy uh, as far as being a listener and getting to hear it take shape. And and then, you know, these extra tracks are going to be incredible too. So you know, there'll be a whole a whole bunch of different stuff to hunt down. And I don't think it's over with. I don't think the good times are are ended. I think they're just beginning. There's a good time coming on. Absolutely, <laughs> and our good times start and end. So here we are. So <laughs> I, well, I was there. I was there, and I'm told I had a good time. (laughs) I want to thank you both for all of the updates from the studio and the production along the way. Seeing uh, Michael Nesmith and Coco Dolans and Bobby Hart and P. 
Peter and Mickey and everything that's been going on. We really want to thank you as fans for that because you made it part of the process. This is really the first Monkeys album where social media was part of it. And this is absolutely amazing what you've done. And once again, I have one question on the technical side of things. Sure. When when the disc is mastered, are we going to avoid brick walling? No, I want that waveform to look like just all red. <laughs> I hope you're kidding. <laughs> I am kidding. It is being mastered by Ryan Smith at Sterling Sound, who is just incredible. He knows what he's doing. The guy's, guy's an audiophile. Uh, this will be on HD tracks as well in high def. Oh, wow. High def download. <clears throat> we know what we're doing on this. <clears throat> It'll be on 180 gram vinyl. So we we really we we hear you. We're from the uh, where I know we don't like brick walling. Right, and you know it. I was talking to somebody, and they were saying, "Well, what good is having a new Monkeys album if it's brick walled?" And I said, "I, I don't think that they're going to let that happen." And uh, let's put it out first. Yeah, you know, here's a, here's a, you know, speculation online is good and it's bad too. But the you know the the issue with it always is I I always think of being a fan in the 80s and, and getting you know my Monkey Shines uh, vinyl bootleg and just how excited I was to have those songs before they were on Missing Links and and even all the other Davey and his band, Ninth Album, all those horrible things I listened to. It didn't bother me that the stuff was horrible quality. I just was excited to hear the music. Right, right, And right. this these songs stand up to, to any listening, you know, whether you're listening to them on your computer or anywhere else. You don't have to, it doesn't have to be a highfalutin experience, but it's a it's a very well-recorded record. It was a really fun record to do, and it's a, it's another dream project. I, I never thought I would see happen. So. You and me both, brother. Now, are there going to be other additions? Like, will there be one with bonus tracks somewhere, or are all of them going to be on the standard release? There's the 13-track standard release, and right now there is uh, there are a couple of variants. The Transworld, which owns uh, FYE and mm-hmm. some other uh, chains, they will have an exclusive uh, edition that has one bonus track by Peter called A Better World, which is just a really lush, I, I wouldn't call it orchestral, but... Well, I put a string quartet on it. Produced so, by wow. Andrew Sandoval. Yeah, with Peter. Uh, it's, it's, it's a great great track, but yeah, it's, it's a really interesting uh, thing uh, that he, he wanted to do, and, and then I got to put in my two cents and give him a little Baroque left bank splendor it's really cool <laughs> so there's a transworld edition uh cd that has an extra track then there is a transworld exclusive vinyl that is on teal vinyl that has the regular 13 track listing then barnes and noble will have an exclusive vinyl edition the album is the the core 13 tracks but it will come bundled with an exclusive seven inch single that includes andrew sandoval productions a better world and loves what i want written by andy partridge Okay. So, That's the one I'm going to buy. Yeah, me too. <laughs> so, so, so there are three variants. All right. So on CD, you'll have the standard edition, which you can get anywhere. Correct. And then you'll be able to either order it online or go into FYE, correct? Correct. Okay. FYE.com will carry it as well. Very good. So very if good. you don't buy an FYE store, FYE.com is your, your destination. Excellent. Fantastic. Will the covers be different? or Nope. Okay. Well, just the, the track listing on the back, right, but right. the art will remain the same. Just wanted to make sure. Yep. Another exciting thing is this tour that is happening. Can you please give us some more details on the tour and what folks can expect? Yeah, it's the biggest monkeys tour, uh, really, since I've been involved. 
bigger than even the 2011 tour in the sense that we're doing a lot more dates. We're almost up to about 50 dates now. Uh, we are going to leave the country at the end of the year. I'm not ready to tell you where we're going, but I will say that we're actually going to make it outside the U.S. again at the very end of the year. It's going to be a, a two-act show, Mickey and Peter, of course, um, totally new set list, new visuals, new multimedia show, some songs in the set that the Monkees have never performed from the 1960s, uh, a couple of songs from the new album for sure, uh, the acoustic set that everybody likes so much with some different songs in it, and uh, Mickey on the drums for sure, uh, Peter on the banjo for sure. Harpsichord, you know? guitar, <laughs> harmonica. Yeah, no, it's, it's going to be... Uh, all the things that you, you really love, uh, and it's just, you know, it's exciting. We're, we're just about a month out from starting rehearsals, and, um, you know, I'm just feverishly putting together uh, the, what's going to be in the show and, uh, and uh, keeping my fingers crossed that it all goes well. So let's talk about the VIP packages on some of the select dates. Right. The, uh, the VIPs, you know, in 2011, we, we, we was the first time the Monkees had done a, sh a show in, mo in modern times in 10 years, where there was social media, there was uh, meet and greets and all these other things, and the monkeys didn't quite know what they signed up for. I got to be honest. <laughs> I was I was involved with their management at the time, and the meet and greets were kind of oversold, uh, and it it really turned off the monkeys to meet and greets because they couldn't spend time with their fans. Really, fans had to get hustled in and out, and there were too many people. So many people wanted to meet them, and it turned into be a bad experience for them. They really didn't want to do it again, and that's why there have been no real meet and greets. On these on these tours, except for a few isolated things where it's contractually obligated by the casinos and there's photos only, I discussed with the guys a way that they could have a private interaction with their fans, where they didn't feel like it was going to be an invasion of their serenity. Because I got to tell you, I, I travel with the monkeys, and it, it's really a family on the road. It's a very small group, and the monkeys bring their family on the road. Right. So right. when they're not on stage, they're usually kind of recuperating. Uh, from all the travel we do, and they're with their their family. It's not that they're being rude and don't want to meet their fans, and they really love their fans. They want to be their best for their fans, but if they're being forced into a situation by somebody like me, they're <laughs> going to be very unhappy. So I've had to really avoid that. I, I said, you know, Paul McCartney does these great sound check shows where he plays for a good amount of time, and he does songs that aren't in the show. We're always talking about all these other songs you guys would like to play. What if we did that and Mickey and Peter really lit up and they thought it was a great idea? So we were at the studio the other day while they're working on Good Times and we were suggesting some of the things that they could do in their sound check show. Obviously, you'll get to see them doing a sound check and getting tested for the night with Mickey on the drums or Peter on the keyboard or you know their acoustic thing. But they're also I'm going to encourage them to be doing some stuff that they wouldn't normally do, some more obscurities, which I'm always trying to get into the show. Shorty Blackwell. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, so the uh, so it's it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be some good times on this on this tour. I'm really no excited. pun intended. Every every pun intended. I think Mickey, <laughs> you know, Mickey titled the album, and he's gonna be <coughs> he's gonna be taking that one with him everywhere he goes. Yep. So. Fantastic. Uh, yeah. So the other great thing about the VIP package, besides the sound check, which is phenomenal because you're gonna hear some unique things, uh, the tour book. Tour book yes. is going to be a hardback tour book that is it's compiled by me and so it's good times 50 years of the monkeys and it's going to have sort of a timeline it's going to be vis you know mostly visual like most of the tour books have, have been but it'll have some actual hard dates in there as to uh where the monkeys have played over the years and some of their uh releases and achievements and a list of their record you know discography uh, not you know it won't be complete but it'll be a good discography and and also 
TV episodes and other things. So some and some unpublished photos for sure. It's going to be probably one of the most limited monkeys collectibles in existence in terms of the press run. Right. Well, there's also the there is an edition that's signed by Mickey and Peter. Right. So you do get that autographed. So if you think the VIP package is a little rich for your blood, go get the hardback book, put it on eBay. <laughs> be set. Can I have a few extras of those? No. <laughs> <laughs> we have numbers to meet, Andrew. Okay, okay. But uh, I think it's just such a great time for Monkeys fans, and I'm one of them for sure, and uh, I have to pinch myself. Um, I'm getting teased a lot here the last two days because I teared up introducing Michael and Mickey at iTunes, and I uh, I meant it. And, you know, I'll take the teasing because it really means so much to me and Andrew that all this is happening. And See, I'm getting choked up now just talking about it. We're thrilled. We're thrilled by by the monkeys' involvement, you know, all, all three of the living all monkeys and, and Davey, too, mm-hmm. dis- discussing. There's going to be a special item at the merch oh, yeah, table. Merch. Can't want to know um, about merch. Yeah, yeah. Um, one thing that we're particularly proud of is that we're going to have a shirt uh, dedicated to Davey and his horses and to fund oh. um, the uh, Equine Foundation. Uh, so... Um, all all the monkeys' proceeds, 100% of our proceeds that that the monkeys get off the the merchandise, you know, uh, we're donating those to Davy, and and his horses. Uh, with you know, and we're very very proud and pleased to be doing something. And there's going to be a lot more merchandise this year that features all four of the monkeys because all four of the monkeys will be benefiting from the merchandise sales. Uh, so regardless of our our departed friend Davy and also the absence of Michael doesn't mean that they're not part of this tour and that they're not uh, encouraging us along the way and we, we love them and we're and they're going to be featured in the show too I mean you'll see them in the show as well it's not going to be like they don't exist we, we're really making great efforts this year to incorporate Michael and Davey into the show just as we did last year but even more so it's their anniversary and everybody needs to be involved going to incorporate mm-hmm. all of the monkeys history yes and the uh, some unique merch items this year. Yes. Oh my God. Uh, do, do we want to talk about that? Or yes, do we, we do. Yes, we do. <laughs> it's up to you. Well, John and I each year come up with our dream list of things that we we want to do. And, and looking at the high definition episodes of the show, we were again struck by Mickey's phenomenal. Is this is this where we're going? It's 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 in production. We might as well. Oh tell my. Them. What's that? It, uh, is I, I'm just guessing. Go on. No, let's hear your guess. I'm curious. Does it have anything to do with Randy Scouse Git and what he wears there? It has oh, everything to do with Ken, that. Ken, you're such a good <laughs> guesser. <laughs> hey, I've been uh, working on my uh, tablecloth cosplay. Well, now we're going to make it much easier for you. Oh, boy. <laughs> I will send you a picture later of me wearing it. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> The tablecloth that we were using on tour, a little trivia, was stolen from us in London. So, oh, wow. This last run, this last year. So, um, you know, we'll be looking forward to having a new new tablecloth. It's nice maybe. to have a stash. Exactly, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so we're excited about that. And there'll be, uh, there'll be uh, you want to, yeah, should we talk about it? Sure. We love, you know, everybody loved the tambourines. And, and going on tour with the, the guys is always funny, like, the first year we had tambourines and everybody's playing the tambourines out in the audience. Well, <laughs> what about, have you ever thought about having a pair of red maracas? maracas? <laughs> <laughs> this Let's is fantastic. Monkeys. 
This is fantastic. This sounds yeah, like fun. Yeah, a pair of red maracas. Yeah, yes. And, you know... Uh, Microfilm not included. My, exactly. Yeah. You, you got, have to make your own. But you can always pretend you're being chased by uh, Cold War spies. There you That's go. Right. Um, the uh, shirts look phenomenal. Again, it, our uh, merch department at uh, WIA are super collaborative and they know that this property is near and dear to Andrew and myself and they kind of let us run wild with because we know what the fans want so you guys will love the shirts this year you'll love the little um, accessories we're selling I don't want to give away the whole store no 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 but, I mean, we have a lot of yeah. we have still some surprises that will be popping up on the table and of course uh, you know we're, you'll, we're, you'll be able to buy you'll be able to buy the vinyl the CD and the Blu-ray at the shows as well when they're when they are available, yes, but not before. <laughs> yes, sorry, yeah, not not when the tour starts in May eighteenth, but shortly after. Yeah, after and, street dates. And our friends in Florida, tell your friends come come down to the early shows. I always predict that it's great to see the, the the tour at the very beginning because there's always so much more in the set list. I have to right. you have to sort of adjust things as it goes along. So come and see us. Fort Miles will be a great show because it is. Uh, well, I can't tell that. Okay. I won't, I won't reveal that one. I can't say that. But one. yeah, I mean, we're gonna we're definitely gonna be trying out some different stuff this year. We have two different legs of the tour. We've got the uh, the regular tour in May to June. We've got the individual dates going June through uh, August, and then back on tour again September into October. I think finishing in Branson, and uh, we may even have a an isolated date or two coming up in November that we'll yeah. talk about soon. So, and we have some dates that are close to sellouts, right? Yeah, yeah, I, I would, I would not wait to get your tickets uh, at the Keswick or at the Wilbur in Boston. Um, or Pantages. Yeah, Pantages is is going to be, uh, I don't know, for fraud for. Pantages is in Los Angeles, right? It's, it's, it's right for a lot of special guests. There's a lot of people, a lot of stars, <laughs> and people live in Los Angeles. A lot of monkeys fans. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I, wouldn't that, that be I'm something? Be, yeah, is wouldn't that be something? <laughs> Wouldn't that be something, Ken? Uh, I would also like to to let everyone know uh, it's not it's nothing that's open to the public, but I think the fans should know because it's really important. The uh, day before the monkeys fly out to Florida for the first day of their tour on May sixteenth, they're being honored by um, Music Biz, which is a, a collab a, a coalition of music industry retailers, uh, record labels, and distributors. The most important uh, retail conference that happens every year. The Monkees are receiving a Lifetime Achievement Award for 50 years in the music business. And to be honored by uh, an organization like that is kind of a first for the Monkees. It's really special. Yeah, and we'll be joined by one of the Jones girls. I mean, I, yep. I think that that goes along the lines of saying that, that the, it, we really are representing this year the Monkees, all four of them. Uh, and uh, we're you know thrilled to get to share this anniversary with everybody. So very exciting, and I'll be there. So I will definitely share pictures on social media of that event. Wow, it just keeps getting better and better and better. The year of the monkeys. Here we are. All next year. Watch me. Wow. <laughs> watch us. We're gonna try. No promises, because you know it's the rock hall. So when will Zilch fans get to hear a little bit of uh, some music? Uh, in two weeks. Okay. Uh, right now, it's I was looking... I was trying to get one of you to like press play on something. To press, I I would love to. <laughs> I have it right in front of me, Ken, but ah! can't do it. I just cannot do it. Uh, okay. But well, 
you well, guys are near and dear to us. That's why we're talking to you today. Do you want us, we could sing you some of the songs. Yeah, yeah okay, yeah, go I'm for gonna, it. One, I'll two, three, four. <laughs> uh, I just, it's going to be so good. It's going to take your, uh, all right, I'm a hype guy. Take your expectations and multiply them by ten. Wow. This is going to be fantastic. I, my thing is, I, I'm, you know, I'm always very conservative in the way I approach things, but I have to say, the Monkey Songbook of, of great songs just got bigger. That's that's really yep. how I look at this album. It's, it's there's so many good songs on it. I'm you know I'm just blown away. It's not a 50th anniversary cash in. It's a piece of work that will live in the catalog for years to come. Mickey was like, oh, it's, a, it's our best album since Pisces. <laughs> it's wow. really our best album. It's like you know, the the monkeys are excited about it. I'm excited. I mean, we just couldn't be happier about it. Yep. Fantastic. So we have babbled long enough. Well, I think we've made some news and going to make some headlines, so this is this is going to be a fun episode. Thank you for... Do me a favor, Ken. Blow up the internet, will you? Oh, we're working on it. We're working on it. Awesome. We want to we crack it in half. None of this is true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we do have to put it on a legal caveat there. <laughs> no, it's all true and more. Wow. Well, as Monkey fans, uh, once again, thank you for all the stuff that you're doing, and we hope to have you back on the show anytime that you guys want to come on the floor is yours uh i even swept it so uh you know you guys are welcome to it and we are here for you sure yeah we will probably come back before the tour before album release date well i i just want to say something personally from from me to the both of you when we started out this show we had no idea it would become what it has become and uh, we just hope that A, we wouldn't get sued, and B, that <laughs> if the monkeys or Andrew Sandoval or the people at Rhino ever heard it, that they would appreciate it. And I want to tell you, you guys being on this show means so much to us here on the staff. We appreciate that too. Yeah, we appreciate all monkeys fans. We, we, you know, this is a celebration we're all we're all taking part in, and we really thank you for all your hard work and keeping us alive. Yeah, I mean, going back to the convention a few years ago that I was at in New Jersey, it's a family, and you guys are part of the family. So you, you let your family know what you're up to. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. And uh, I guess it's time to sing us out. You guys ready to do it? Sure. It's been a time again. <laughs> 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 Good night. Here we come. (laughs) (laughs) Well, see you on the next episode of Zilch. Say bye, guys. Bye, Bye, guys. And that's our show. Zilch is an online nonprofit monkeys audio fanzine made by fans for fans. Any samples of music or interviews heard remain property of their owners. We are not related to the monkeys or any of their members past or present. We are not affiliated with Rhino or Ray Burke. If you hear anything you like from the band, go on Amazon or iTunes and buy it. If you enjoyed the show, like us on Facebook and rate us on iTunes. Thank you for listening. Until next time, I'm your announcer, Chelsea Epstein, saying always take some time to monkey around.